0: Recording live from the Northeast Georgia Business Radio X Studio, this is Northeast Georgia Business Radio. Welcome back folks, welcome back to another edition of Northeast Georgia Business Radio. I'm your host Tom Sheldon, and yeah, we're coming to you live from the beautiful Empower College and Career Center of Jackson County have with me another amazing guest. I know they're all amazing, but they are. I have with me Hope Cook. Hope, welcome to the Northeast Studio.
1: Thanks. I'm excited to be here.
0: Now, you're a little bit of a certified life coach, are you not? I am. Hope Cook, what? Life coaching. Life coach, what is the name of what you do?
1: So, I'm um, under the Instagram handle, Coach Hope Cook.
0: Coach Hope Cook. Because I'm looking at Hope Cook LLC, and I said her name, her her company name is much more impressive than that. <laughs> but it's your name, so it's very impressive to begin with, right? Right. So you're a certified life coach, but now you also in dermatology, a physician's assistant, yes, something.
1: I'm, right. So I'm a physician assistant. I work in dermatology, and I've been in medicine for 20 years. Um, she
0: started I said, when she was three.
1: Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I started podcasting about three years ago and around the same time became a life coach.
0: So you were just drawn to it? or I guess well let me preface that you were drawn to being a li- drawn to being a life coach?
1: Not necessarily. So I went through a phase where I was sort of obsessed with self-help books and I didn't realize that I was life coaching, but I would offer to take people to supper or buy them coffee ah, when okay. they were having trouble with their careers and I would say, "Oh, let's go. Let's go hang out. I would love to hear your problems." And who knew that I was already doing sort of a life coaching?
0: You're You're a good listener.
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: You must be. Yeah. Or you buy really good dinners.
1: Exactly. Maybe both. It really all came together when I experienced burnout. A couple of episodes of career burnout really ramped up my need to figure out Tools to help me recover. So, seeing a therapist, reading more and more books, listening to podcasts, and then when I discovered life coaching, that's when I really figured out that the tools were the key to overcoming burnout.
0: Okay. Now, side note: you are still in the dermatology world.
1: Yes, yeah, so I work part time. But
0: you have experienced burnout, being burned out in that field.
1: Yeah. So, okay, I, okay. yeah. Exactly. So I took a five-month furlough early in the pandemic. And during that time, I realized that I'd been ignoring all the signs of burnout, the emotional exhaustion, the depersonalization, just feeling depleted.
0: Right. Wore Um, out, just flat wore out.
1: Yeah. You know, I was aware that there were life coaching courses and my husband said, hey, why don't you consider doing that? Mm -hmm. So I did. You know, I had decided that I was going to give up medicine. I was going to quit completely. You were, you were done. Yeah, I was You were done. at that point. Wow. Yeah. A few months into the program, I started having a shift in my perspective. So I went from, I can't keep doing this, to, wait a minute, it's, it's actually how I'm looking at my job and the stress. Mm-hmm. It's my thoughts about the situation more than the situation itself.
0: Now, would you say that the burnout was... Was it as much mental as it was physical, maybe not physical at all? A little bit of both, a lot of both?
1: It was a little bit of both. But, you know, having two kids and a husband working full-time and getting a PhD and then me working full-time, it all just sort of culminated into exhaustion, you know, physical and mental.
0: Right, right. Now, how old are the babies?
1: Oh, they're not babies anymore. They'll
0: always be babies. Yeah,
1: right now I have an 11 and 16-year-old.
0: But now we're turning the clock back, what, almost three years, three years ago?
1: The first time I experienced burnout was probably eight years ago. Oh,
0: wow. Well, they were babies then.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: Rightfully so. You had burnout. Yeah. A lot going on. Yeah. Okay, so now you studied. You've become a life coach.
1: Right. I started coaching other... Mostly women who work in healthcare who have who are also experiencing overwhelm, burnout. These women can't imagine spending the next five, ten, sometimes even one year in their current jobs doing what they're doing. Yeah,
0: they've truly had enough.
1: But they have these degrees that they've worked they so need to use hard them. for, right? Yeah, and especially for like my degree, I'm a physician assistant. It's a very targeted degree with mm-hmm. one end goal. There are a lot of us. Yeah. As, as we all went through the pandemic, the numbers for burnout have just skyrocketed. Um, right. The amount of anxiety, the amount of stress that we face. And we, don't, we aren't t- taught the tools during medical school or PA school.
0: They don't teach you how to deal with that stuff. Exactly. And the importance of the job that you have right. is huge. And there's so many of you. Yeah. I got a feeling there's probably not enough.
1: Yeah. All healthcare arenas are probably going to experience a drop in numbers really? over the next five Which, years.
0: All that just contributes to more and more burnout from from those who are in the field, there's more and more on them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Our national organization did a study and they found that if every PA who was thinking about quitting medicine left, the cost to the healthcare system would be two billion dollars. Wow would it be. Yeah, and that doesn't mention the number of patients who would also go without care.
0: At the end of the day, the people that need it the most, would they would suffer, I would imagine. Exactly. As far as the education and everything, how much do you have invested being a PA? Because you mentioned you can't just walk away from it.
1: Right. So I graduated 21 years ago, and even back then, my debt was close to $100,000. Wow. And so that was 20 years ago. Four
0: years, six years, eight?
1: Yeah. So, undergraduate degree of four years, okay. um, PA school is a little over two years. So,
0: at least six years.
1: Right. And 100 grand. Yeah.
0: That's hard to walk, just walk away from. Yeah. Which, again, adds to the burnout. Right. You got to feel like you're trapped.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, my second bout of burnout, I had sort of an aha moment when we were in our financial planner's office. It was supposed to be a routine meeting, and I was sitting there with my husband. The financial planner slid a sheet of paper across his desk and he said, okay, Hope, I have you set. You should be good to go as long as you stick with this another 20 years. I was 40 at the time. Turned to my husband and kept talking and I just sort of lost it. I felt tears rolling down my cheeks and I was, you know, I kept repeating this in my head 20 years, 20 years, 20 years. I can't do that. Um, No way out. Yeah. And my husband's looking at me like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Because I really hadn't admitted it to myself until that point.
0: That was the moment. Yeah. You got to make some changes somehow. Right. And you did.
1: I did. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Go off the rail a little bit. Follow me down the rabbit hole. What has becoming the coach, you're helping people, Mm -hmm. right? That's your goal. But what has that done for you? That may be a question that you weren't expecting. What has it done for Hope Cook herself?
1: Yeah, I think it's fulfillment in ways that I was missing in medicine. I'm able to sit for much longer and talk to people like the average coaching session is about an hour. The average visit for a dermatology, maybe 10 minutes, 15 at the most. And so we're not diving into, you know, what's below the surface. Right. You know, I feel such a, it's so rewarding when I can help someone access their own inner wisdom and they have you know they they're so stuck and they're so lost but they have the answers within them right and when I can help them have those aha moments when they just light up they know what to do that's that's so worth it
0: so it's your job more or less your goal to bring that out of them
1: right so yeah un-
0: now, how, how if, I'm sorry let me cut you off how is that different from therapy because you're a coach, you're not a therapist. Right. Or if you are, I didn't
1: know. No, no, not a therapist. That's a great question. So therapists may or may not give advice. I don't give advice. So if somebody comes to me and says, should I quit my job? I don't say, well, Absolutely. Yes, yes actually, you should. Right. I don't do that. Um, instead, I, do, I ask a lot of questions. Okay. And I get them talking about the, the, what their thoughts are, what their uh, beliefs are. And then I, 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 I help them sort of dig below the surface and and see what their own inner wisdom has to say.
0: I bet that could go in any number of directions.
1: Yeah, it could. You know, all of us have this voice in our heads, right. and that voice has very strong opinions. Often does. Has been there for most of us since childhood. True. Even if a client thinks that they have healed certain areas of their life, Of their life, they may come back to it over and over, like this belief of, I'm not good enough, or nobody cares, or I should have known better. These same threads will show up over and over in different areas of their life.
0: Okay, now I definitely want to talk about what you just said. We're going to take a real quick break and get one of our community partners in, because we all know they're so important, but hold that thought about the thinking that you're not good enough. Hold that thought. I definitely want to dive into that. Folks, we'll be back in just one moment. One of our community partners is Visiting Angels of Hushton, Georgia. Visiting Angels understands you demand top quality senior home care services for your loved one. Regardless of the type of in-home senior care services your situation calls for, you can count on their commitment to you remaining the same. They will provide compassionate, top quality care that enables your loved one to maintain their independence and dignity. Assisted living facilities and nursing homes aren't the only option for senior care services. With Visiting Angels Hushton Office as your in-home senior care provider, your loved one can continue living at home. With Visiting Angels Hushton Office as your in-home senior care provider, your loved one can continue living at home. Give them a call, 678-682-7444. Give your loved one the gift of quality care and familiar surroundings. Give them the gift of Visiting Angels. And while you're at it, visit our new website, negabrx.com, to see all our great community partners. Hope, are you are still there? I'm still here. Good deal. You didn't run off on me. We've got to pay some bills around here. You know that is. <laughs> right, now, the thought of, of someone maybe going through years of their life thinking they're not good enough or they, they fall down on something, talk to me about that. How do you work around something like that or work with something like that? I think a lot of people face that, and, and they just flat out never admit it.
1: They may not know it.
0: That too. Yeah. So, Honestly.
1: Yeah, so this underlying... To me, that's crippling. It is. Honestly. It really is. So this underlying thought may be in their head, but they see it as a belief, as a truth.
0: Like a, par- a characteristic, a part of them.
1: It is a fact in their brain. In their mind, yeah. Right. And so this will influence how they feel in their body. You know, they may carry around tightness in their stomach. They may carry around neck tension because this thought comes up over and over during their day, during their week, during their month.
0: It's what we call stress. Right. But it turns into something real.
1: Yeah. In in yoga, we say we hold issues in our tissues, and it's true.
0: Wow. (laughs) I never thought of that.
1: How you feel, your emotions will dictate your actions or your behavior. Right. And that's how you spend your life. And so this thought, let's just take the, you know, I'm not good enough. So this may show up in the job you take. It may show up in your marriage. It may show up in the things you pursue outside of work. And it's going to show up over and over as a belief, even though it's a thought. So one of the first things I do is have clients become aware of their thoughts And I do this in a few ways. You can set a reminder on your phone. You can paint one fingernail a different color. Just something to catch your attention. If you stop and take a few deep breaths and just sort of notice the ticker tape of thoughts running through your head.
0: Just take a break from yourself for a second, maybe?
1: Yeah. Just notice the voice in your head. What is it saying?
0: Well, if it's saying something you don't like.
1: At first, you try to just notice it, sort of like a news reporter okay. would notice. I try you. not to have an opinion. And then after you gain awareness about that thought in your head, we question it. So I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so we question whether it's true. So as a coach, I would ask some questions. Is that thought true? Are you not good enough? What is it costing you when you believe you're not good enough? How does it influence your decisions? How do you treat yourself when you believe you're not good enough?
0: That could take days to answer
1: Yeah. Out. How do you treat your job when you believe you're not good enough? How do you treat your husband or your wife? And so this goes on and on. And, you know, I give them a lot of time to think about it and answer. And just that one exercise is so eye-opening for them that, wait a minute, this one thought is is dictating how I spend my life.
0: Again, almost crippling. I, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and then we look at alternative ways to think. So those neural pathways are so deep; they've been there for years, and so it's going to take a lot of work to change those.
0: Do You just start trying to replace those those thoughts with something different, something positive, something.
1: Yeah. So at first, it may feel fake. So we try it on. Which part? The new thought. So, okay, okay. so it's sort of like trying on a, a pair of shoes. So at first you may say, oh, these aren't comfortable. They don't feel like my old shoes. You know, and you'll find yourself going back to those old comfortable thoughts. Oh, like yeah, I'm yeah. not good enough. But we give examples of how it could be true. So let's say your new thought is I am good enough. All right. Well, give me some examples of instances where you are good enough. You know, at first it may be hard to come up with examples, but maybe you would say, I can make a pretty good cake. Or, hey, a lot of people can't. <laughs> or when I wash my car, I do a really good job. Darn right. You know, it may not be anything earth-shattering. It doesn't but, have to be, Yeah.
0: but it's positive.
1: Right, so you just come up with a, some evidence to support that. And then I have them start looking for evidence during their week. Think about and look for evidence of when you are good enough. Well, my daughter hugged me last night and said, you did a good job today. Yeah, or my kids enjoyed the supper I made. So when you, you look for evidence, you're going to find it. So mm-hmm. if we look for evidence we're not good enough, we're going to find examples of that. If we look for evidence that we are good enough, we're going to find it.
0: True. So I guess there's somewhat of a disbelief from time to time that there maybe isn't anything positive at all in their life. And yeah. And they just need to stop for a moment.
1: Yeah, that happens. And soak it in. That happens, and you know there are plenty of other tools that we use depending on what a client is going through at that moment.
0: I hope that could be scary. That could be very dangerous. Which, not not what you're doing. No, when they the disbelief in themselves.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's a process. That's you know, scary. There are phases that, that people go through, especially with burnout. The first phase is that sort of I, I'm barely keeping my head above water. I'm in survival mode. I can't think. I can't problem solve. Everything feels overwhelming.
0: What do you think is it leads to most of it? Just overwork?
1: I, overwork Lack is, of
0: appreciation? I mean, I, there's got to be common root causes, I would think. Well, I know we're all different. We're all different, different situations. Got to be common root causes.
1: Right. Some of it is loss of control. You know, we don't feel like we have control over our circumstances. That
0: overwhelmed feeling. Yeah. No way out.
1: And medicine is different than it used to be. We have strict guidelines as far as insurance companies requiring us to document certain things and write certain prescriptions before other prescriptions. And you have to keep all of this in your brain. You have to keep moving. You have to document, document, document. Right. And it exhausts a lot of people. It sounds like it. Yeah.
0: But it sounds like, okay, I'm ignorant. When I hear the word burnout or burned out, burnout. I'm thinking, okay, someone needs a a week at the beach. <laughs> you know, you need a few days away with the kids, the wife, the husband. Go to the mountains for a long weekend. It sounds like a lot more is needed than that.
1: Yeah, it with is. With what
0: you're saying about burnout.
1: It really is. I mean, you. it is an exhaustion like you've never felt before. Like you can't keep going. You don't want to be in this career you you actually do want to be in the career, but you don't see a way that you can stay in that job or that career. So it's also this hopelessness. Right. And then guilt. Guilt for feeling this way because we all started out loving what we do.
0: Right. I never thought about the guilt side of it.
1: Yeah. Guilt, because on paper everything looks amazing. You know, oh yeah. You may be getting paid well. You enjoy interactions with your coworkers. You like what you're doing, but you just have this depletion.
0: It's just slowly taking you out, right? Piece by piece.
1: Yeah, and I think teachers go through that. I think every profession has its own version of burnout.
0: Oh, I, I would say that. I would so say that. I would say I probably experienced that in the previous life. I talk about from from time to time
1: yeah so the biggest thing that I can do to help people who are burned out is to help open their eyes to burn out being a wake-up call a wake-up call that they have a choice they have a choice in how they see their lives they have a choice in whether they stay at the job and a lot of people think that quitting is the answer but really shifting your perspective that's going to do more than anything else. And that's what happened to me. I'm at my same job. I love it. I experienced that shift in how I saw it.
0: And do you think it's possible if, say, someone uh, quit their job, right? That's their way out. Could they take this to their next job?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. If it's
0: rooted in their mind. Exactly. I guess who knows what the timetable would be, but possibly in no time at all. It would just be weighing back on top of them.
1: Right. If that underlying belief, I'm not good enough, it's going to follow you until you work on Nothing it.
0: Nothing's solved. Right. That's scary.
1: It's the same thing with marriage. You know, the second, third marriages often, they have a higher percentage of divorce because we carry the same issues with us. You know, life keeps delivering... You the, ladies
0: <laughs> would never do that.
1: Life keeps delivering the same lessons over and over until they do. you, It does.
0: It does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Shout out to my amazing wife, by <laughs> the way.
1: And my amazing husband. There
0: you go. We both found uh, the perfect spouses. That's right. Before we get out of here, what did we miss? What did we leave out? What do you really want to hammer home before we get out of here?
1: This is pun intended, I guess, but there's hope. So if you're experiencing burnout... You have the
0: perfect name, by the
1: way. (laughs) I'm just saying. But really, if you're experiencing burnout and you're thinking, I just don't know what else I can do, there are resources out there. There are podcasts. There are books. There are coaches. There are therapists. Just please... Reach out to somebody.
0: Now, how do they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so my website is Coach Hope Cook, C O O K dot com. And I've got a lot of resources on there, books that I've read that have helped me, and online quizzes they can take. So, so there's
0: information right there on the website they can use. Yeah. Like immediately.
1: Blog post. Nice.
0: Nice. Now you're on Facebook, Instagram.
1: Yeah, both. LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: How do we get there?
1: Yeah, Hope Cook. Hope Cook. You can get there through my website also.
0: Oh, perfect. Hope, uh, I'm sorry, Coach Hope C O O K.
1: Yep. Instagram is Coach Hope Cook also.
0: Perfect. You do have the perfect name for this. Thank you. I'm just saying, if it was Connie, it'd be kind of weird.
1: It would be weird. <laughs> <I'm>
0: just... <laughs> Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Tom. Uh, a fellow podcaster. It's always good to have a fellow podcaster in here. Yes. I always enjoy that. They're going to play. I'm vamping. They're going to play my music any second, and then I have to wrap up. But, you know, ah, there it is. Thank you,
1: Hope. Thank you.
0: Hey, folks, check check out Hope Cook. CoachHopeCook.com. Certified life coach dealing with the unfortunate burnout that, honestly, I think we all experience at least once or twice. Great episode. I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. Talk to you soon.